joining us this week on The Card Report is Rachel Simpson. Rachel, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Craig. Well, you now have been travelling all over the state doing a number of different official roles in your time, but how did you get involved in karting originally? Um, for me, it was more, I guess I was there as, I guess, pit crew or, or support. Um, I was one of the, I guess, the wives who helped get the cart on and off the grid. Um, from there, I actually ended up assisting the new committee at Canberra at one point. Um, I was still business banker then, um, and they wanted to do a lot of work with the club and the accounts, etc. So I um, helped out there, which turned into grid marshalling. Um, I was the first person to run the lights when the club first introduced the lighting system on the track. Um, a lot of pressure in that in that room, as as you you well know. Um, and then from there, someone sort of said, "Oh." We've got an um, official training school coming up and I think you'd be really good. You seem to run the grid and the starting quite well. Would you be interested? And I thought, oh, why not? I'll, I'll give it a go. And I guess things just escalated from there. Um, yeah, as you said, I've travelled a lot across the state. I've been lucky enough to work at right from club level, pro tour, national. Um, I ran the three rounds of states last year for cutting New South Wales. Um, and I'm now the training coordinator for the officials across New South Wales. So that's pretty exciting. How tough is it these days to get people involved and engaged in officialdom? Um, it, it is a challenge. I think a lot of our officials are tend to be ex-competitors or are the parents of the kids still racing because without us, the race mates don't run. Um, it, it's, a, it's a tough gig. I think like any officialing role within any sport, it um, can be a pretty thankless sort of job. Um, you know, you do worry, you make the wrong, wrong decisions and you deal with some pretty interesting situations. Um, so, you know, sometimes it can take a tough skin and a tough person to be in the type of role we do. Um, but I think, you know, all we can do is continue to encourage as many people as we can in and I like to think by my role and um, the ongoing training and support I like to give as well as my colleagues on the panel um, that once we get you in we we try to keep you, try to train you up into the different roles Um, so it, it is really hard to get people in and we try to encourage as many as we can, you know, even if it is just for those club days because that's all you can give, then that's perfectly fine. But any anyone we can get in, we really appreciate. What's been the biggest challenge with Carding New South Wales now setting up as an independent body? Um, I think from an officialing perspective, last year was a big challenge um, running under a new rule book. We had four months um, at the end of 2018 to rewrite the whole rule book, to rewrite every single form, um, every single policy. So it, it, it was a big challenge. Um, but I think we came through at the best that anyone could and probably better than we all expected. Um, as we went along, we, we obviously found, you know, okay, we missed, we missed something here or we could have done something better. So last year for us, I think 
with the amount of challenges we had um, running everything brand new, um, we actually came out really strong and we were extremely happy with the, the level of performance. I know some people <laughs> would agree, would disagree and some would agree. Um, but, but for me, looking overall, the challenge was just, I guess, relearning. Um, we tried to rewrite the rules in a way that were more friendly. Um, that was the whole point of Cutting New South Wales and what, what Cutting New South Wales stands for is fair and fun racing. So for us, it was really an emphasis on, um, yep, we're still here to enforce rules, but how can we do that in a more fair fair and fun way just to make it, you know, let everyone enjoy the sport and, and obviously for, for a better cost as well, trying to get back, people back into it um, that couldn't before. You talked about the training and I know you held a number of training courses last year. How many people uh, have you and the team trained in that last 12 months? Um, yeah, I mean, I tend, because I was, um, I guess, the main one off the panel who was running the bulk of race meets last year, it was easy for me to get out there at the different clubs. Um, I would find, yes, we would ask people to register before, but for me, I always find if I'm at a club doing a training, course I get the club to walk around talk to its members and and drag as many people who would like to attend into it um, whether you're from that club or not um, I think one I one training school I had at Greenfield last year we had six people registered and just by announcing it over the speaker and a couple of club members walking through the pit area we ended up with 19 people in the room so that was absolutely fantastic to have that level of attendance and engagement. Um, last year, it was a lot of our um, more senior officials refreshing as well, which was fantastic to have that in the room. So when we had our new officials coming on board, we were able to utilise all this wonderful knowledge and experience we already have. Um, this year, actually coming right up this month, we're going to start out online, um, obviously due to the the current COVID situation, it's a bit hard for us to get out there and do training. So we're actually looking at um, doing, I guess, through a, a Zoom meeting or a Microsoft Teams type meeting situation. We're going to actually start going out to clubs as early as next week and start that process of the online training. Our plan is to get all our current officials through a refresher training course this year and, of course, to start bringing new people on board. So... Pretty big ambitions, but we're up to the challenge. Do you think the fact that we haven't been racing, has it provided the opportunity to to look at all the things that were done quite quickly last year and go back through, review them and set up uh, a whole, either adjust what was um, missing or to actually build in the courses like you're discussing now? Yeah, I think... um with, with the first part of your question, Craig, I think last year as we found things and, and different gaps and different skill gaps or just a rule that wasn't missing or a rule that wasn't written quite right or a way we could have done things better, we were pretty quick on the ball at addressing it instantly or as quickly as possible. Um, in regards to how we're delivering training, we had hopes of building some sort of 
online training um, to eventually have those that were just for a refresher um, be able to just have this online access. So it wasn't a lot of time out of their day or their energy just for that refresher that keeps them up to date. And just to have that information all the time, if they'd forgotten, wanted to just think about, oh, hang on. I remember talking about that in a, in a training school I went to. Maybe I can go back and have a look at it somewhere. Well, we want to try and get some sort of way where they can access that at all times. That's, that's a pipeline dream and hopefully we'll be getting there at some point. Um, but we thought this would be a really great way to keep in touch with our officials um, and to really get a hold of that training so it's fresh. So when we do get out there and we do get back to racing, as many people as we can possibly get through in the meantime have had that refresh cooler, the rule book, the forms. Um, I get quite interactive in my training sessions. I like to throw good examples out there of things that have real situations that have potentially gone wrong and how we could have done that better and, and their opinions on how things could have been done differently. Um, you know, trying to really get that that fresh in their minds before we do go racing. So we start back racing with a really good team of confident and happy officials. Are you in a position to say how many officials each club really needs to be able to operate successfully? Because I imagine it's it's quite draining for uh, the same five, ten people to have to do everything. Um, I think, look, we, we've been discussing this at length about, you know, at different levels we of racing. So, for instance, you'd require a different level or grading of an official at a state level to a club day. And we've been looking, and I think um, the new circuit at Canberra really opened our eyes to the fact of, Yes, we can say at a club day you only need one clerk, of course. But looking at each track, I think we need to be a bit smarter and go, okay, well, this track is structured a bit differently. You can't have your eyes everywhere, so maybe we need to be looking at the number of officials. And we understand, of course, that can potentially put strain on clubs to get officials there. So then it becomes, you know, a bit more back on us of how we can encourage more officials back into the sport. Um, and how can we, you know, that's, that's, I want that to be part of my training role, not to just train the officials, but to work with the clubs and the committees on those clubs that how they can attract more people in to become an officials, how can they retain them, how can they want them to turn up every month and run their race meets. And um, yep, I imagine there's also... Uh, an importance there to be able to say, well, Cam for the Canberra example, all right, we can do it with one clerk, of course, but if there's 250 carts there as opposed to 120 we had the uh, cap for at the last meeting, do those yep. numbers need to change and and uh, and have that sort of graduated, although the track can handle this, when, it, when a critical mass becomes this, we need to be able to change and adapt. That's right, and that's exactly how how can we start doing that. And I think the only way we can really um, start to go through that process is by having as many officials on board as we can. Um, you know, what we saw at Canberra, the numbers that entered, I think everyone was excited about the new track. Um, it was a pre, I think it would have been the, 
the race meet before that they were due for the ACT title. So that was also another aspect. They had a series, um, the KZ2 series running that weekend as part of the day. Um, and, and a lot of people were worried about was that going to be their last time on a track for a couple of months. So the amount of entries we saw was actually the highest amount of entries um, we have seen as an independent body of karting New South Wales. Um, we, we got close to that last year at a couple of race meets, but that was actually the highest number we've seen so far of entries. So, and that we were very lucky that weekend that the officials that were assigned to be working were, um, it was actually myself and one of my other panel members. So you'd think if we're the people that are training, we, we should be capable to handle the higher numbers. Um, but we have seen instances where, yeah, we've had a lot of entrants turn up that we weren't expecting and how do we cope with that? We needed more officials, but they weren't often available and then that puts a strain on the club to get other people from outside their club in, which is a cost to them as well. So for us, it's all about how can we get more officials on board and get them trained up. Well, importantly then, before we wrap this up, how can someone listening to this who might not be already involved in karting or might be involved in motorsport but wants to put something back in, how can they get in contact with your team on the panel to learn to become a Karting New South Wales official? Um, it's a great idea for anyone who's interested in becoming um, you know, actively part of motorsport. Um, they don't have to be a a chief steward or a clerk of course, they can assist. We've got many officialing roles out there. They're adjusted to a level of comfort of how someone wants to be involved. Um, what I would recommend is they either contact um, Cutting New South Wales, so the girls in the office, Donna and Karen, are absolutely amazing and they can pass you on to myself or um, Steve, Fisher, who's the panel, uh, the officials panel coordinator, um, or you can go through your club and they can get up, get get your details to us as well. We'll contact you, let you know when training courses are coming up, and get you trained, get you out there. Um, as a panel, we do want to actually attend more race meets um, when we start racing again to actually provide that. I guess that hands-on assisted training rather than the just the classroom event as well. So, um, yeah, highly recommend anyone who wants to get involved, contact the office or your local club and they'll get you through to us. Well, Rachel, thanks for your time today and uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you back at a racetrack very soon. Thanks, Craig. That's all we have time for this week on The Cut Report. Tune in next week for more. <laughs>